The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Pop Insider. The Pop Insider has all the latest in news, merch reviews, and other geeky goodness. Whether you're a wizard, a Sith Lord, or a superhero, fuel your fandom at thepopinsider.com. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to task him. Sound thinking. to another episode of Wookiee Radio. It is your Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. How's everyone doing? Not bad. Slowly trying to get ready for this uh, holiday coming up that everybody's still trying to figure out how it's going to be done. Uh, And for me, before I hit that holiday, I'm officially a week and a half away from surgery. That makes your holiday easier, though. You know exactly what you're going to do. Yeah. Stay laid up for the week. (laughs) Because I, I don't know how much movement, how much weight I'm going to be able to put on my knee that week. Surgery's on the 21st. That's okay, because Christmas Day, you get all kinds of new movies coming out. Yeah, and we're actually going to uh, get HBO Max so we can watch Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah, I want uh, I really want to go see that one in the theater. I'm probably going to watch it on Christmas Day, but then uh, we were talking about it like a week later, we'll go to the actual movie theater. Because some movies you just you need to see on the big screen. Yeah, well, it, I told you guys we were going, right? Yeah, yeah. you're you're renting out a private the theater. theater. Yeah, yeah, the local theater. Yeah, I mean, well, for for me, I don't, I just don't think I'm going to be quite ready yet. Yeah, I mean, it all depends on. It all comes down to just how bad my knee actually is. I mean, they're going in, they're scraping arthritis, they're scraping bone spurs out. He thinks there's a meniscus tear. So depending on how bad that tear is, depends on just how laid up I I am that first week. Terrible getting old, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But I had surgery. I had surgery on this knee 28 years ago. So this is this is a surgery. I pro- this, the scrape and clean is something I probably should have had about 10, 12 years ago. Oh, so it's your fifty thousand mile maintenance that you have that you keep putting off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have to check the timing belt while you're in there. It's easier to have them check it now than to wait till it breaks. It should have been done in about 30, 35, 37 thousand miles. It's being done at fifty. <laughs> so, um. Before we get into the show too much more, 
Check out our website, wookieradio.net. Along the right-hand side is our affiliates like Biddy Boomers, where you use the code WeBeGeeks for 15, that's all one word, uh, for 15% off your first purchase. Or not your first purchase, 15% off any purchase. So check that out because you could get your child or your Mandalorian, um, Vader, Chewie, Stormies, any of those uh Bitty Boomer Bluetooth speakers, which are awesome. Yeah, uh, they're exploding all over the place. You, I'm seeing reviews for them everywhere. Everybody's loving these things, especially now that the Star Wars line has come out. It seems like now it's exploded out there that everybody noticed it. I mean, we talked to them, and they, Bitty Boomers have been around for a while, but it just seems like the, the Star Wars just hit the right chord, especially the child, the child Bitty Boomer. There's like every store has them now. You, you know, you know, the, the wife bit, loves that one. The Bitty Boomers review video is my best. It's the best video on the Weeby Geeks podcast collective YouTube channel mm-hmm. or well, Weeby Geeks TV, is, as we call it. Yeah. I mean, everybody makes specialized Bluetooth speakers now, but these ones, it's a, extremely affordable for the collectibles that you can get oh. collectability of it. Well, I finally used one last week um, on my laptop because I was watching some shows that had low audio. I'm like, okay, let me you know, just amplify some. Oh my Lord. Not amplify some, amplify a lot. I had to, I mean, I had my computer running at hundred percent to try and hear it through the computer speakers. It's just one of those, um, shows where it was highly compressed because it may have been on Fox network or Fox network, like affiliate, you know, you know how Fox just compresses air, all their audio on shows. Um, I put it on. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Take a look. We're not the audio guys. (laughs) Take, if you ever watch bounce between a show on Fox and bounce between a show between Fox and say NBC or ABC or CBS during the, while the show's running, you're going to find, you're going to want to turn, you're almost inclined to want to turn up the audio on Fox. But as soon as you bounce over to one of the other networks, you can want to bounce it down because all of a sudden you get hit a commercial and the commercials are blaring. That's because Fox is already compressing their audio down. Wow. I thought the FCC actually regulated that. So that everything stayed the same volume all the way across. They do, but the commercials that are are being run on Fox are being run at the same levels as the other networks. It's just Fox is already trying to compress their audio a little bit more on their shows. Save some space on their servers. Servers or on their bandwidth or whatever. But yeah, it's it's interesting to discover that. So I I hooked up. Um, I have with me at work. Um, I have Iron my Iron Man one. Um, and. Oh, my Lord. I had to pull it back down to 50%, which was almost like if I had my computer at 125%, which you can't get on a computer. But 50% was lot much louder than the computer was running on this particular movie or program. I'm like, okay, I, I've used it many, many times with my phone, with my tablet. Zoe uses it a lot. Never used it on a computer. I... Yeah, I have no problems using it with my computer anymore. It's awesome. I I definitely for Bluetooth speakers, Biddy Boomer's it for me. Without a doubt. It is it. So we have a great working relationship with them. Uh use the code WeBeGeeks for fifteen percent off your purchase. Um they got turtles. They've got Disney, because uh, now they got Elsa and Anna to go with uh the troll and Olaf. Um which may mean we're going to get some female characters coming shortly too for Star Wars or or Marvel or 
I, I'm still waiting for them to bring some DC stuff online, too. Hopefully they get that license yeah. with Warner Brothers. So I would love to see that. Come on, Riddler. <laughs> I will. If, if they ever did Riddler, I will own Riddler without so, a doubt. D- off the Star, Star Wars topic, but on DC for a second, did you see for Batman Day this year what they did with um, the Waze app for Android yeah. phones? Yeah, I had that. Did, yeah, did you get that so you could it. actually have the Riddler telling you where to go? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, was I, didn't, a- I used it for just a minute, but then I switched back. I mean, you can't beat Kevin Conroy telling you your directions. <laughs> The only, yeah, the only, awesome. The only thing I missed with uh, Riddler and the guy doing the voice of Riddler, I missed the laugh. Even from the animated series, I missed the Riddler laugh. Yeah, I, I wish, I wish they incorporated that in, in some spots. But that, but it was great. I used Riddler all the time. Yeah, I just kept it on so. Kevin Conroy. Kept it on Batman. I, then seeing the yeah. Batmobile drive around town was kind of cool. Yeah, I was loving that. And then yeah. they stopped it. Yeah. No, it's still on there, I think. Oh, Hang on a minute. It's they off. took it off mine. Um, Let me look. Also, to check out our web store uh, where you get knit hats because, hey, it's winter. Hockey jerseys, sweatshirts, hoodies, you know, whether it's hoodies, long sleeve T-shirts, uh, ball caps, etc. It's all right there. Um, I just blanked on who else. I just looked at the stuff today. Well, I'm going to go to the site right now. Um, there's a link to our T Public store. Check out superherostuff.com as well. They've got some great Star Wars stuff. Uh, they have hero boxes back, and there's a Star oh, Wars really? hero box. Yeah, yeah. They they brought back the brought back the hero box, and the hero box is some great stuff. I really love the hero boxes. Um, also, too, if you're a podcaster, go check out our one of our sponsors, CAD Audio. They have new podcast microphones coming out. Um, really worth the money. Really worth uh, getting into. Great quality mic without breaking the bank. Mm-hmm. No, wait. So, I've not actually. I got to go and check see what they have for the new ones. I know um, the mics I bought when we when I first started podcasting six years ago. Where the were CAD audio mics and they're the same ones I'm podcasting on right now. Yep. Well this yeah, new me too. This new one is the um it's called the Podmaster. Okay. And they have uh two different USB ones. Um uh, and there's a XLR version that is the equivalent of the top end USB. And oh, the cool nice. and the cool thing is they come with the boom arm as well. Oh, that's slick. Oh, cool. Let's see. Under was it under products? Under podcasting? Mm. Uh, yeah. So if you right now, I have the link going to yeah, just to the homepage. So I'm just looking through. There we go. Podcast application or product, product application, application podcast. podcast. And they got two different ones here. See, the one I'm using isn't even on here under this. I'm using the U37. Right. That's under the USB mics. It's an awesome mic. I mean, I mean, the U37 is only depending on usually from Amazon. You can get it anywhere from thirty-five to fifty dollars, depending on right. which one it is. But it doesn't come with the boom arm or any of that. Right. Those are found under USB microphones, which is where the link will take you. Uh, I have okay. a funny feeling Cad's going to ask me to swap the swap the link out to this. Uh, there is the Podmaster Super D USB, the Pod Podmaster Super D, which is an XLR. Uh, which mm-hmm. is what Derek and I use since, you, you know, you'd be using the USB since, you know, that's the realm you're in. Yeah. And then um, there's a Podmaster D USB. Uh, but the Super B, the Super Series, the Super D series is what I would highly recommend for everyone, whether you're XLR or, or USB. Yeah, I wouldn't mind trying them out just to see if there's a difference in the sound. 
What between the? I've I've always been extremely happy with the. I mean, when I was using XLR, I was using um, CAD Audio Mic also. Uh-huh. It's just the interface I was using wasn't working right, so I switched back to this, and it, I like the sound quality on it. So it'd be interesting to see what the if there's a different if there's an actual detectable difference. Oh, I'm sure. Now, there we're will doing be. professional audio for um, like audio books or something where you have to get really get in there and condense it and play with it, then it would make a huge difference. I would still use this microphone. It's a it's yeah. a large it's a large diaphragm dynamic capsule. Okay, so I don't know the technical stuff for all that stuff really, but it, it just it just means there's more surface area to to translate the the acoustic sound into electric. Ah, okay. Uh, I mean, it, it's a diaphragm. It's just um, it's exactly like like what you think it is. You know, like your your diaphragm in your in your, in your body mm-hmm. to help expand. It it's what you you talk into um, to help go back and forth. And having a large diaphragm gives you a, a lot more crisper sound, and it captures more more of uh, what you're putting into the mic. Okay. Whereas a slightly smaller one, I mean, you can still blow past the diaphragm and out the the back port, you know, the back side of your your capsule on your on your microphone. Yeah. Um, and a lot of a lot of radios radio stations use. Um, large diaphragm and a lot of voice actors and audiobook narrators use a large diaphragm mic similar to this yeah um, well what i've always liked about these u37s that i'm using is um even when we're doing one live where there's uh, all four of us sitting at the table use two mics for the two of us or the four of us but anybody who walks up to the back side of the table you can barely hear them it doesn't pick up anything behind them just about right which is i think amazing if you're recording like in a room or something like that See, the U37 is a large diaphragm mic as well. Yeah. So and that's part of it. It helps with better noise rejection as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, check that out. Uh, also, check out our T Public store for logo for other logoed uh, merch as well. So, um, we talked about it briefly before show. <laughs> this week's Mandalorian. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. This was this is the finale of last week or last year. This was the final episode, <laughs> the equivalent of the equivalent of yeah. Or the last two episodes. The beginning, actually, the beginning of the last two episodes. Did we have what three more episodes after this? Two. Well, two after this, okay. we we have an episode this Friday because uh, we're recording on Wednesday, December 9th. There's an re- episode on the 11th and an episode, and then the final episode on the 13th on the 18th. Okay, that's it. I say because this feels this felt like the setup for the final episode. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and and all I got to okay, we go to um, I've got the notes. Crap, where did it go? Um, title of this episode was called tra- the tragedy. Yes, and it and was, was more than one tragedy. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing though. But we had the return of characters. We had the leaving of characters. We had all kinds of craziness. Yeah. Um. So for the tragedy, the bounty hunter bounty hunting highlights from this episode, according to StarWars.com. Uh, number one, the mystery of the seeing stone. Well, this is how the show starts. Razor Crest, you know, Razor Crest is flying in towards this planet. Um, I wish I could remember the name of the planet. Um, it's one we've used. They've used before. Begins with uh, a T. Yeah, it's been in a couple of video games, I guess, and a couple of other things. Uh, uh, I, can't I gotta look remember. it up. You know what uh, you do? Just my old man know. brain. I just know it begins with a T. Yeah. Uh, keep going. I'll look it up and I'll find um, it. I want to say it's Tygen. No. I know it begins with a T. I can tell you that much. Um, anyway, the uh, 
so they're flying over the planet. They they see the spot where he's supposed to drop Grogu off to um, what you call it um, to try and call other Jedi. And they they find out. You know, so as they're heading there, he takes the ball off the uh, the control stick or the one that control sticks. And takes it from Grogu and has him do the the trick again. It's like as soon as he does, as soon as he completes the trick of taking it from Din Djarin, he's like, yeah, you know, and slaps it down like, oh man, this is awesome. And the kid thought, you know, Grogu thought he was in trouble. No, no, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. <laughs> then they find the spot and he goes, yeah, there's no place to land. We may have to to go out the window for this one. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you see the two of them. Flying out on with his jetpack down to the to the oh, yeah. to the grounds, and I'm like, okay, cool. So uh, the Razor Crest is just hanging around in circles, which we'll come find out later, it landed safely in its own little area um, for now. Um, so why yeah, they're out? I was going to say, I don't know about safely. So why they're up there? They're trying to figure out how to uh, activate the Seeing Stone, and then all of a sudden, Grogu's meditating, and the stone goes active. Yeah, it was an automatic thing. He's the Grogu. You could tell had no idea what he was doing or how to do it or anything else when they were looking. But he put him on. It was like an automatic thing that it automatically turned him on. <laughs> it's like plugging a battery into something. Yep. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, we see a ship fly across the sky. And it's very the, recognizable mm, ship. And it's the slave one. Mm. I was like, all right. It, it looks pretty good for a sixty or seventy or eighty year old ship. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I thought it was odd, or I kind of knew what to suspect. When, you know, part of the recap at the beginning is we see Finnick. Right. And the fe- I'm like, okay, so are they bringing her back for this one? And lo and behold, they bring her back. And we find out she's alive. Why? Because she's part cybernetic. Mm-hmm. Um, and that planet is the Thanks Python. Thanks to Boba Fett. It is what? Tython. Tython. Yes. And I will look it up because it's been in multiple other things. I'll find out here in a minute where exactly it was. It's been used in other things in comic books and a couple other places. So it makes makes me wonder with Finnick, was she potentially in the Sarlacc pit as well? When I don't think so. I don't think so. No, I think this is the um, this is the payoff of what we saw at the at the end of her episode in, in season one. Right, but I I'm suspecting she was cybernetic at that point as well. Well, yeah, probably. So I would love to know more about when she became cybernetic. Oh, you should know this planet, Mike, because it's in Doctor Afra thirty eight and forty. Um, it's oh, in that's the, right. High Republic number one, but it's not. It's in the High Republic number one, but that's not. That's not out yet. No, it comes out next month. Uh, it's mentioned in the Rise of Skywalker Visual Dictionary. I look, guess I have not gotten that book. In a couple of the other source books, hmm. I totally forgot that it was in Doctor Afra. It's in the Force and Destiny role playing game. Has a mention um, in Doctor Afra. In Legends, it was first used in the Darth Bane Rule of Two novel, where it was the original homeworld of the Jedi Order, and then eventually the Jedi Order. The Jedi is the J-E-D-A-I-I, the original version of the Jedi, I guess, Right. in the old Darth Darth Bane Rule of Two novel from 07. That's the first place it was ever used anywhere, and then it was brought back into canon through Afra and some other stuff. Very cool. So here we are in, on Tython, and oh, we we see that you know Boba's back. You now Phoenix got her gun sights on on Grogu, and the only thing Boba wants is his armor. Mm-hmm. That's it. And he'll do whatever yeah, it we takes know how to the, get it. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, we know how the um, Din Djarin feels about giving up anything that's a Mandalorian to someone he doesn't think is a Mandalorian. Right. Mm-hmm. We do get 100% confirmation that Boba Fett is not Mandalorian. After this, that argument should be done now, finally. Yeah. Well, Because he says straight up that he is not Mandalorian. Well, he also said, too, Jango was not Mandalorian. Exactly. Which retcons the Clone Wars episode where they say they were not Mandalorian. They just have the armor. That doesn't retcon. No, it confirms it. It just, yeah. But <laughs> retconning would be changing it. But they but, did, but they did kind of change it some by saying he was a, uh, he was a fa- that Django was a foundling. Yeah, does coming you know becoming a Mandalorian as a foundling, mm-hmm. which means that technically the Fets are part of the same order that Din Djarin's a part of, where they have the belief right. of the foundlings. Where possibly, it, I, where I it, was, also, it was before it was before Death Watch and all that though, because Django was around before all that, right? Or before what well, we knew of Death Watch, and and that was more of the more of the religious sect of. Mandalorian, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the uh, the Mandalorians, or as they said, or, or as Bo-Katan said, you know, part of the Watch. Yeah, a child the, of the Watch. Whereas the the Watch has been around for a long time, apparently. Yeah. So well, I think when they brought when they brought into the Clone Wars, you can kind of see that they've been around for a, for a minute. I mean, they hadn't, they weren't um, prominent. The but Watch, kind of yeah. like the Sith. The Sith have always been there, but right. no one knew about it. Right. Death Watch, I think, was like that, just a little bit bigger than, obviously, bigger than the Sith. Right, but I think the Watch is completely different than Death Watch. See, I th- the way I took that was uh, she's actually talking about the child of the Watch would be what's left of Death Watch. No, yeah, that's, why that's in the how first I took it as well. See the troopers; they all have Death Watch um, logos on their pauldrons because the the Watch is Death Watch. See, I I was taking it as the Watch was a different group, and Death Watch took from those philosophies and created a a radical group within the political system. See, I think if anything, it's the other way around where um, could be. what's known as yeah, the Watch threw out of Death Watch. Could be. That's because remember, Death Watch, they well. would take their helmets off here and there. Um, what's his name? Um, Pre Vizsla. Yeah, Pre Vizsla took his helmet off all the time. But, I mean, but Django took his off too. So I wonder. Well, yeah, Django wasn't a child of the Watch. Right? Like I said, that he may have right. been seen as a foundling. But at that point, even foundlings were not seen as Mandalorians, I don't think. I'd that has cur- changed since the fall of Mandalore. I, I would be curious to know now the the stages and the history of the foundlings within Mandalore. Yeah. Or within the Mandalorians. We need a book. Uh, we do need a book. Or we need potential. You know what kind of can of worms that's going to open up? Remember what happened last time they had mm-hmm. uh, Mandalorians and commandos that they decided to change the um, – Canon afterwards, what and all the backlash they got from that, they're still getting backlash from it. Yeah, <laughs> don't write, don't don't mark it down and say this is the way it is definitively. Let people argue about it. Let and let just let that be. That's fine. We're allowed to argue about that stuff. Um, and but I no, I want to know the answer. <laughs> but Django's master who found him uh, had the name of Jast. Where's that come from? Uh. Someone translated the ah okay from the, yeah, yeah I, I saw, saw the headlines that. for that but I didn't actually see what it said. I didn't well, what language did it had was that in um, Arabish? No, it was man, it was a Mandalorian. I didn't know the Mando alphabet had actually been a well. Yes. Then again, it's yes. like any language in anything has been translated somehow. Yeah. <laughs> 
uh, Jango Fett's mentor in canon is um, the Mandalorian family and bounty hunter Jango Fett was instructed by a mentor for some time, uh, sometime before the former's death at the first battle of Gen- Geonosis. A portion of the mentor, mentor's name uh, within the chain code on Jango's clone son Boba, which is written in the Mando script. The name was partially spelled as Jaste, J-A-S-T-E. So it's something past that, probably, but... Yeah, and I'm trying to remember, so I'm looking at here, what pops up when you put... uh, There is a Mandalorian warrior named Jaster Morell, who was born on Concord Dawn. Okay. Um... And went to when uh, uh, he was exiled from Concord Dawn, going on to join the Mandalorians. Uh, as an accomplished soldier, uh, he he earned um, uh, his proudness in battle, earned him the respect of his super commando peers, and eventually would go on to become Mandalore, the leader of all Mandalorian clans and the hmm. All Ori Ramakad, commander of all super commandos. Now, okay. Mandalore, it's M-A-N-D, comma, L-O-R, was a, or A-L-O-R, is a title. Yes. Um, it's the leader, like you just said, the leader of all Mandalorian clans. Yeah, yeah. Traditionally, that's who has the Darksaber. Correct. That was the, that was the um, weapon of Man, of the Mandalore. Right. So, um... So yeah, I find it very interesting that that was potentially um, Jango Fett's mentor. Uh, according to Wikipedia, uh, under canon, uh, it does say, uh, with his parents dead, Morel became a surrogate father to the young Jango Fett and believing the Death Watch to be no more than the defeat on Concord, their defeat on Concord Dawn. Uh, Morel took to leading the true Mandalorians as a mercenary army. Um, Morel and the Mandalorians were contracted by the Corda Defense Force to extract inexperienced security team, an inexperienced security team from hostile fire on Corda Six. So I guess Death Watch goes way back. Yeah. So that is quite interesting. Um, and he was a member of the world uh, of Concord Dawn's law keeping journeyman protectors. Yeah, but still the um the. Point I was making there though is um, Manda- or, um, Boba Fett himself does not see him. He is not Mandalorian. He do he doesn't accept it. He's he has his father's armor. But he doesn't see himself as Mandalorian at all. He's just a simple man trying to make his way into galaxy. Yeah. So everybody can stop arguing about it. <laughs> was my whole point. <laughs> he said it himself. And, and the and the thing is the the symbol that we tend to know as uh, Boba Fett's logo with the uh, circle with the like. Half yeah. was, that's actually Jaster Morell's uh, sigil during his time as a Family. journeyman. Yeah, during his time as a journeyman protector. Okay, mm. kind of like how um, the Din Djarin's is the Mudhorn. Yeah. 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 And uh, Concord, and it makes sense that uh, Jaster Morell is he is a, a Mandalorian because Concord Dawn was one of the planets in the Mandalore se- sector. Mm. It was it was the architectural frontier world in the Mandalore sector. Now, on another note, how cool was it to finally see Boba Fett kicking some butt? Yeah. Yeah. That was that was pretty awesome. Yeah. I think he had more on-screen fight time in this episode than he did in both of the uh, movies we the um, original trilogy movies that everybody oh. um 
Definitely. developed the entire thing about him. Just yep. just the two just the two episodes he's been in alone. He's got more screen yeah. time than yeah. in the movie. He definitely had more lines than he's had in the original trilogy movies. Yep. <laughs> yeah. If we if we go actually, I think he's had he had more lines and screen time in this than he has in all nine movies. Because yeah. in the prequel movies, he didn't have that much. No. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, Clone Wars is a different animal. But mm. for actual on-screen movie t- screen time, I think this episode especially, but this and last episode gave him a whole lot more than even any of that did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. we can actually see who he is. Yeah. And it was cool to see him using that gaffy stick, too. Mm-hmm. I, it was great. Oh, and how brutal that thing is. This it, episode of yeah. brutal, brutal episode. I, I mean, oh, it was man. breaking the helmets, not just um, hitting them. Yep. Yeah, it, it was, yeah, it was the chunks flying off. Yeah, that's where I was getting at, where you could see the helmet splinter off. It's like this. Uh, and that's armor. This is awesome. This is awesome. Yeah. It's like that's armor, and this um, stick, whatever it's made out of, is stronger. Yeah, goes right mm-hmm. through. Um, I loved we we always suspected, you know, when you see the original Boba Fett in, in the action figures, like, oh, cool, are those just there for storage? Or they no, the knee rockets actually fire. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. But I, I love how when all this breaks out, Boba Fett sees the Razor Crest, or is right there near the Razor Crest after he he gets down towards that area, sees that the the door is open to the ship. It's like, yep, I'm yeah. gonna go claim my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Smart move. Comes back and then um you know everything's explained after they defeat the Empire or Gideon's troops, which I thought was was cool too. He lines up on the on the lower ship, ends up hitting the, the upper ship and it collides into the smaller one. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, did <laughs> like, you recognize those ships? They were similar shuttles as what the no, first they were order the same as the um first order drop ships that we saw in the Force Awakens. They th- that was those ships. Oh, right. Those are first order drop ships. So it looks like the Empire at this point was already using those. Well, they may have already been using them and they were just carryovers. Yeah. Because yeah, I think these, they would be new here. There they would have been used or um, they're obviously probably new there too, but. Right. They may have been a modified newer mm-hmm. version in um, The Force Awakens, but they looked almost identical. Yeah. Mm. But but I love Boba's comment. Or Din Djarin goes, great shot. Boba goes, it was aiming for the second one. It's been a minute since yeah. he's had his arm. <laughs> he's been using um, the um, Tuscan blaster r- rifle for a long time. Yeah, very proficient with it too. Yeah. Um, but um, the one thing that's cool though, the that they did with um, Fett's character here, which is pro- fan service too, you know it is. But um, if you think of what we've seen of Boba Fett before, he still looks like a villain up until now, and now we finally get to the point where uh, the people. Are, to help the people who have always said that, no, he's a total in-between. He doesn't work. He's not for the Empire. He's not for the Rebellion. He works for whoever pays the most. He's an anti-hero. Well, this right here, right. He, has, he has honor. He, he has a code. He decided, you know what? I'm going to help the Mandalorian. And then uh, he owes a debt. Uh, and he, by his code, he's got to follow it, you know? Right. Um, well, I love during the whole battle, you know, Melissa pointed out, why is the the stormtrooper on the e-web? She didn't know it was called an e-web. Yeah. He's on the e-web or on the repeater. Why is he shooting at the boulder? 
<laughs> and not seeing that it's not breaking apart and still stand there and get crushed by it. Mm-hmm. She goes, because he's a stormtrooper. I said, they're stormtroopers. They're yep. stupid. <laughs> yep. They chose to be stormtroopers. At this point, you got to think they're probably still not. They're not slaves as far as we know. <laughs> well, no, or they're not. They're whatever clones Gideon wanted. I don't. I still don't think stormtroopers are clones. Some. I think they are actual either volunteered or they're just infant. Either volunteered or uh, maybe. Well, no. At this point, this is before uh, Commodore Hux or whatever his name was started the um, recruitment program for kids. It was real close to the beginning of it, so none of the kids would have been. But I think these are still what's left of the Imperial Stormtrooper Corps, which I believe was all vol- probably not volunteer. They were probably drafted or something, but they were regular yeah. humans or whatever underneath it. I don't think they were clones. Because at this point, the clones, any of the clones from the original batches from the Clone Wars would have been either gone or they're so old that they're cycled out by now. Right. Because um, we do see individuality from them. But then again, we saw that from clones also. Right. Okay. Over time, the cloning operation on Kamino was shut down. Future troopers were no longer cloned, but recruited from the Empire's human population. Mm-hmm. But I, okay, maybe I that's, guess, maybe remember, I'm thinking that's why, legends. Yeah. Well, remember, we've been, spe- that's why we keep speculating that, um, like the line of um, Obi-Wan where only stormtroopers are so precise with their blasters, but we see that they're not all that precise is because he had been working with clone troopers that became stormtroopers. And the clones were very precise. And the current round of stormtroopers are not clones. They're just humans that have been trained. Right. And I, they're nowhere near as precise and as disciplined as the clones were. I'm still thinking, um, thinking under the legends where it was talked about a lot of um, – a lot of governors and moths for their own army created people, created troopers in their or clone troopers in their own, like in, in their own what they were wanting. Yeah, it's possible that that happened some, but I don't think that's the rank and file stormtroopers. The regular yeah. stormtrooper corps, I think, was yeah. actually just recruited. Yeah, I would think that would be like a special guard or something. Yeah, Maybe. remember uh, also in Solo, we saw the recruitment office. Yeah, that's right. true. Now, then we get, um, after that initial battle is over and the ships are destroyed. Wait, we, wait don't go skipping past the, the, uh, the destroying of ships. That's where I was going. Because we have to have a moment of silence. That's where I was going. Okay. We see this. Because they destroyed the most expensive toy Hasbro has. <laughs> they, this big red bolt comes out of the skies and leaves a crater where the Razor Crest once stood. That hurt a lot. It hurt me. Yep. Yeah, I know. I was like, what? No. Well, I, I got to imagine he's going to get some version of it back. Yeah, that or he's going to get even better ship somehow. I don't know what they can do to make it better. I don't know, but like you said, they have one of the most expensive toys as a version of the Razor Crest. So, yeah. Seems like some people might have some issues with them destroying the ship permanently. I know if I was a collector who bought it, I would be. As much as I kind of wanted it, I'm almost glad I did. I almost pulled in the last week. I almost pulled the trigger on it. I wish I could have. That thing was beautiful. Yeah. So the Razor Crest is gone. For me, it came down to where am I going to put it? That thing is huge. (laughs) All the extra stuff that comes with it. Where would I display it at? (laughs) See, I have no place to put it. And at at this point in time, if I had gotten it, I would have gotten the, the Vintage Collection Falcon as well from Target. Yeah. I don't have the vintage collection. I just have the vintage Falcon. I I want a vintage Falcon. I got to get some parts for it still, but and you can actually do that on eBay. I found that. I, I want to get the vintage yep. Falcon. And now 
I, I want to get a vintage Slave 1, especially since uh, the retro figures are coming to be able to put my original Boba Fett with an original with the retro Din Djarin in the Slave 1, since we know that's the ship that's being used for now. Yeah. Um, At least for next episode. I'm assuming for the next two. Probably. I'm guessing. Yeah. Now, yeah. I thought it was cool, too, and that confirms what I said last week. Yes, it does. Moff Gideon turned around afterwards and said, release the, the dark troopers to, to grab the asset. To, to grab mm-hmm. the asset. And here come the dark troopers. And they are definitely droids. And they are droids, just like they were meant to be back in the day. And they, and Although... They- they didn't do a whole lot in this episode. No. Episode, but I'm sure I'm sure it's coming. They do definitely look like a newer, updated version. Uh, but you can see where they have a similar look to the old Super Battle Droids. Yeah. It's like if the Super Battle Droids had yeah, stopped making steroids. Yeah. yeah. And see, and the best part is, even, even in Legends, they were droids. Yeah. So it's like, this is so awesome that we're, we're getting to see this. Yeah. The droids are getting a lot of love this season. We saw HK droids last episode. We saw the dark troopers here. Oh, yeah. 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 We got um, R5-D4 actually doing stuff in um, one of the earlier episodes this season. Yep. Oh, yeah. So droids are getting a lot of love. I, I was I was happy to see the dark trooper. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they grab the asset. We go back to Navarro. Din talks to Kara and says, uh, as Marshall, can you look up someone? And they're looking, and they're looking for Mayfield, which is Ben Burr's character. Mm-hmm. Well, Bill Burr. the interesting thing I found out, I saw there was somehow last week it didn't, I could couldn't figure out what it was that Blue gave her the um, X-wing pilot that gold um, metal that, looked like. That's but her. then you find out that's oh, actually right. she was basically um, given the position as New Republic Marshal, so she's actually an right. officer of the New Republic enforce law enforcement. Yeah. Unlike I didn't Cobb. know what that was. It just looked like he was giving She's her a medal. Official uh, yeah. Instead of like Cobb Vanth, who is just, just a marshal. marshal. Yeah. Yeah. She is a new Republic marshal. So she got she got upgraded from city level to federal level. Yep. <laughs> so she she's looking at Mayfield, asking why he goes because he knows where he's associated with Moff Gideon. We need to find Gideon. And you see, as soon as he says Grogu, dis- he got Grogu, she looked at that badge. You know that badge is going in the desk drawer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's going yeah. Somebody's going hunting. She, he's got the kid. Oh, gloves are off now. <laughs> yep. Here, this badge can go away. I can go back to what being a shock trooper again. <laughs> um, now. Heads is going to roll. Um, then we cut to Gideon's cruiser and we see them heading towards oh, where Grogu is yeah. being kept and finally somebody's kicking butts and taking names <laughs> it's Grogu and the stormtroopers with Gideon are like should we he's like no we're good give him a minute <laughs> and all of a sudden after he's done beating them up Grogu's ready to take a nap mm-hmm. and what does the stormtroopers do the one stormtrooper do what every tired parent would wishes they were able to do stun the kid into nap time and then shackle them. Uh-huh. And then we end the episode. Don't forget about Gideon's great line there, too, about about uh, the lightsaber, the darksaber. Oh, would you like to play with this? No, you're, you better not. You may poke your eye out. I'm like, Christmas story. <laughs> <laughs> not to Christmas not story. Not only that, but the, You'll the, shoot Luke your eye out, kid. the Luke Skywalker meme where he's looking right into the end of the lightsaber. Yeah. Well, even the Porgs on uh, 
in Last Jedi when they're looking right down the barrel and one porg's really like, don't yeah, you, don't you ignite that? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I I can't I can't wait for this week's episode to see where it goes. Yeah, because I, I hope so the, I hope you, the I hope the action keeps going up. Who do you think's going to answer Grogu's call? Well, who, what are the who are the possibilities? That's totally open because we don't know all the Jedi that are out there. Okay, but the ones that we're it aware could of. could be an entirely new Jedi. Could be. Yeah. Um, the ones we actually know Luke. is Ahsoka's out there, but she's not a Jedi. She right. keeps telling everybody that. I'm no Jedi. Well, she's, it, also, she's also not going to train Grogu. Yeah. Well, the only ones we have totally confirmed right now that are out there. Luke. Are Luke. Um, Ezra, we're assuming, but that's still not confirmed. Luke and Leia. Right. And I think that's it. That's totally confirmed because Ben is not old enough yet to do, do any, be a Jedi. Cal Kestis. Yeah. Well, we don't know if he's still around. Yeah, yeah. he's still he's around. For this it, we, time. we don't know if he We don't know exactly. if he lasted all the way through. Now, that was, Jedi. That's where I was going to go now. If we're going to go with speculation on who we've not seen get killed, <laughs> you got Cal Kestis. We got Ezra. You got Siri from um, Fallen Order as well. Yeah, well, she wasn't a Jedi either. She, she had re- given up the order. Right, but she could still... She was helping him, yes. She, she's in the place where, um, like, with Ahsoka. Right. Yeah. But could still answer the well, call. Well, there's Jedi that left the order. So... Uh, really, there's only the four I can think of that are confirmed. Although, I, I've um, heard... I do have to go back to RFR for a second. And they're, um, they're, they keep saying that they'd like to see Mace Windu have won, have, um, survived. I, I was going to say that. Where Sam Jackson walks onto the scene. I was going to say that as well, that you know, Mace Windu, because we never see his death. It's just assumed he died. Well, yeah, he got shoved out the window. <laughs> right. But we know a Jedi and, could fall, could, could survive a fall like that. We've seen, we've seen force users get cut in half and fall down a shaft and survive. <laughs> Yeah, but then where's where's Mace been all this time? Hiding, mm. looking Trying for to figure out how to build hands with no hands to build with. Lo- looking for handouts. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> he's asking been, me to give him a hand. There's <laughs> been rumors going around, fresh rumors that they could be looking to have um, Sebastian Stan come in to play Luke again. Yeah, those, yeah, rum- those um, rumors have flowed. I think it's around. Paul. Paul Bateman was saying that he would like to see that is what it is. And it's gotten mm. spread way around from there. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, if you look at it, it could be, he could play a young Mark Hamill. But oh, yeah. then again, with the age technology yeah. they have and the, where they've gotten with the money on that, they could actually have Luke or um, Mark Hamill do it. Yeah, More than likely, it's going to be Luke. Good. We'll to see. build it this much and um, this much of a um, importance on it, it's got to be something that the um, viewing population in something general big, yeah. know. They've right. already pulled um, semi deep pulls that, from people that would have been confused a little bit with pulling like Ahsoka and some of the ones like that. So this time mm-hmm. they're going to have to bring in someone that people know. Hayden Christ- that everybody knows, not just Star Wars fans. Hayden Christensen as Force Ghost Anakin. <laughs> yeah, that's not, you got to think. You got to be trained and actually know what you're doing to see Force, Force Ghosts. As far as we know, there we know. So, also, if he would show up, if a force ghost would show up, Grogu would be the only one that could see him. So that really wouldn't help much because what is it? Is he going to point at the ghost and then Din Djarin looks at him and goes, "What are you talking about, child, kid?" Good. <laughs> it doesn't help. So uh, at that point, you might have Yoda do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, uh, Derek, you said you had a story for us before show. Yes, I do. So sit back, kids, and I'll tell you a little tale of. One of the most exciting moments 
of my week that turned into one of the less exciting moments of my week. Yay, it's Uncle Derek's story time. <laughs> Pull up now, the hologram, the hollow nets. <laughs> now, if you guys have heard of this story about this, don't interrupt. Let me finish before before your your comment. So earlier this week, a news report came out on the local one of the local Massachusetts, one of the local Boston stations, <laughs> which is where I'm from. <laughs> and the report the report said that uh, the Obi Wan series is going to be begin filming next month, and they said that the the Obi Wan series is going to be filming in England and in Boston. So somebody had somebody had their hopes up to possibly get contacts and oh, and get a Jedi robes. Me, me and my uh, co-host on Keepers of the Fringe, Chris, were already planning on how we were gonna break sneak into the sneak onto the set, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, of course, I was very excited. Um, of course, there's a part of me that was saying, why would they come film in Boston, though? Well, it turns out, as we found out, like, later that day, another news report came out from the same channel saying, oh, that was a mistake. They're actually filming in a town called Boston in England. <laughs> So they're not coming to my neck of the woods. They're coming to Boston, England, which I didn't even know existed. <laughs> so <laughs> I had one of the biggest, uh, one of the bis- biggest exciting news and one of the biggest disappointing news all in the same like 24 hours. <laughs> hey, 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 Derek, that's almost like playing Smuggler's Feud when I go. <laughs> And you think you got the answer right? And I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, Actually, exactly. And then it all goes. <laughs> yep. Well, I had the, when I first saw that headline, I, was, I had the same question you did, Derek. Like, why would they film in Boston? I, I, can't, I mean, I I'm, sure like, there's, awesome, I'm sure there's why? at least one set of sound stages there because they do film some stuff in that there area. Is, yeah, there but is. they're not known well, for large, yeah. huge sound stages. And you need room for, I mean, if they're going to um, do anything, if, if not England, they would be doing it back at Lucasfilm or ILM where they have the volume. Right, exactly, I mean, and, and lot, they're certainly not doing it that since then. There's but. certainly not any um, locations out here that would be right for an Obi One series. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I should have known, you know. <laughs> but I got my hopes up. We got all excited. <clears throat> that well. was your first mistake. <laughs> <laughs> But the good news is it is still supposed to be filming next month, apparently. So that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, that's from the inside stuff from other places that I know of. They, um, it sounds like the Hollywood land in general, supposedly everything that's been on hold since the beginning of all this is scheduled to start next month. It is going to be extremely busy everywhere in the entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if oh, yeah. things happen like they're supposed to. Everything's supposed to get the green light and start at the same time. Except for theatrical productions. That's not like Broadway, Off-Broadway. Well, yeah. That's, that? All yeah, that's yeah. June. All that's going to be at least June. Yeah, because they have no way for people to see them. Because they really – I mean they can do social distancing, but if they um, do a third of the 
size of the theater, they'll lose money hand over fist. Right. Mm. They have to be able to sell out the theaters. Right. Now, with Christmas not too far away, I know we covered um, holiday toys from Star Wars of what's coming out with uh, with James from um, the Pop Insider, Toy Insider, Toy Book. But uh, StarWars.com, uh, this came out around Thanksgiving, um, but it's still good to bring up now. They say uh, the gift there is the Star Wars holiday gift guide for 2020, uh, such as Darth Maul's collector's edition action figure from Diamond Select. This is the seventh seven inch figure, not six inch. Mm. Uh, and their and their figures look amazing from Diamond Select. Uh, you have from Disney Lucasfilm Press Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Myths and Fables which is a book that I would like to get myself. Uh, this book is an exclusive in-world edition filled with space tales that would be right at home as bedtime stories for children in the galaxy far, far away. Uh, beyond the special leather-bound cover, this treasury features lush illustrations and 15 original fairy tales, myths, and fables. Uh, you have the Star Wars book from DK. Think you know everything there is to know about Star Wars? This insightful essays and illuminating infographics. This book explores uh, the central characters, technology, governments, and the events that have shaped the saga. Uh, I'm going to add to this list because because uh, the next one's clothing, and I just got an email about it today. Me Undies has child underwear for men and women. <laughs> I've seen they have some awesome stuff um, up there, but it's like might want to rephrase that. Yeah, it's twenty-five to thirty-five dollars a pair. Yeah, uh, it's supposed mean, to be really good, really comfortable, but that's really expensive. What do you mean rephrase it? Yeah, you said they have the child on. Do they have child underwear for men? No, I, I thought I said I thought I said they have the child underwear. No, you didn't. You, okay. you left out the. the <laughs> they they have they have underwear featuring Grogu. All right, there now that he has a name. <laughs> so there, that brings up a question, though: How long until the merch flips the name? Because right now all the merch still says the child. Everything's how still child. How long until the first right. comes out that actually says Grogu? I think it's going to be next year. It's like how long? I mean, did they? I wonder if the any of the um, licensees actually had the name ahead of time so they can get it printed or what? Probably not. But with Hasbro, with the vintage carded figure or even the retro figure, they could easily switch that over from the child to Grogu. Yeah, because you know those aren't to print yet. Uh, but the gold sheep holiday collection uh, is comfy athleisure wear, athletic leisure wear that you could. Um, that features Star Wars inspired patterns. Hmm. Uh, and I'm guessing this is mainly for women. I'm looking up the website right now. Cool deal. Uh, also, too, family pajamas from Hannah Anderson. Yeah, this looks like it's mostly women and it's mostly spandex. <laughs> Uh, we've we talked about this with um, with James uh, the dark saber. I've seen that in the store. It looks really cool in pictures. In the store, it is definitely a kids' toy. Yeah, Zoe Zoe's wanting it. Zoe is wanting Vicky, it. Vicky and I wanted to get it, but then we saw it at the store. It's like, yeah, I I think we're gonna wait and get a really good one later. This one's the. This one's a better one than what they issued a couple of years ago to go with Halloween costumes. Yeah. Um, I know Zoe's wanting it just to add to her lightsaber collection. Um, I, I'd be curious to see if they do 
bring out a a better one down the road. I there, yeah. do you know the Black Series version is coming? Yeah, yeah. The Hasbro Black Series, you know, is good. I mean, I cannot see them not making it in the Black Series since they they've just got done making Darth Revens. Yeah, Revens <laughs> is amazing. The Dark Saber, they'll get at least a one twenty is the base price for the Dark for Black Series labors or lightsabers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, from Huffy Bikes, you have the Child twelve inch bike. Mm. Um, from ugly, uh, you have ugly sweaters by hybrid. Yeah. I'm looking through those right now. I need a Christmas sweater. I don't have one. Uh, Lego, uh, you got the child and the razor crest and more from Lego star Wars, including a new ad at which once that goes mm. on reduced price, I will be picking up. I say that one has been added to Mike's Christmas list already. Uh, actually, the next Lego set I really, really want is the uh, Resistance Transport of Galaxy's Edge. Oh. Huh. That, that is the next one on my list. The AT-AT's on my list, but my next purchase purchase, if if I'm going to save up the money for, is uh, the Resistance Transport. But this AT-AT looks even better than what the last one was. I mean, this thing looks superb. Um, from Lilardo, a Princess Princess Leia figurine, which looks really sharp. And it has her holding the, the data card with the Death Star plans. Yeah. I don't know. I, I went to the website and um, it's cool looking for me. It's a little bit too pale, but then you see it's actually a porcelain doll. Yeah, it's a porcelain figurine. But- yeah. It's also $610. Whoa. Uh, if you don't have it already, Star Wars Squadrons for PlayStation 4, I, Xbox One, and PC. I got it last yes. week. I'm about, four, I'm about three uh, missions in. Uh, I, I got to get that. I have completed the, the training, and I have completed the first uh, Rebel missions, a Rebel yeah. Rebel chapter. I'm getting ready to go into the because uh, the training, the training missions. You you are primarily Imperial. Well, you get one of each. Yeah. On the training, and then the, and then you get the five years later. You get the first mission is to take out the um, jamming ships. Yeah. And that's I stopped right after that. I've completed that, and I've started. I have not I have not taken flight yet in a TIE fighter, but I am I've gone through most of the debriefings for the first yeah. TIE fighter. The, um, I love I'm loving the, the game. Yeah, the TIE fighter seems much easier to control and is much less controls to figure out. The yeah, is a lot more complicated. But when but you get it has shields and other stuff. So but when you get the A wing. Oh, man. When you get to fly the A-Wing that one time? I didn't get that part yet. That's You should have. That's in the... Uh, you get to fly the A-Wing once before you go to the TIE Fighter. Or go back to See, the I Imperial. I got that part yet. Oh, yeah. just I wait. I did the first mission of... All I've done is the first mission and got back to the ship. Okay, just you wait. Yeah. Um, I did, it does make me wish I had the um, flight stick and throttle, the Hotas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from Night 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 Pajamas from Monkey Monkey. No joke, <laughs> that's the name of it. M-U-N-K-I-M-U-N-K-I. Um, okay, I need to get this. The Mandalorian Limited Edition 210 gift set by the Republic of Tea. Yeah, I'm looking at the what flavors of tea it is. So, what's the black uh, tea I could do? But the, what's this one here? Is there going to be a bunch of weird flavors? That's interesting. Then the next item, Star Wars plush from Shop Disney, such as a porg with a cozy scarf, <laughs> um, and a Yoda sketchbook ornament from Shop Disney, which they also have a Yoda sketchbook ornament, which is really cool. 
um, Stormtrooper's long sleeve T-shirt from Shop Disney uh, from Sideshow Collectibles, a life-size child figure. Uh, Stern. I have a life-size plush child that didn't cost me three hundred seventy-five dollars. It only cost me twenty bucks. Uh, Stern pinball as a Star Wars pinball machine, which I would love. Um, from Tashin, the Star Wars archives, nineteen ninety-nine to two thousand five. Uh, these are. Um, it's a book from uh, historian Paul Duncan as he delves into the prequel trilogy and stories and images curating curated with those close in collaboration with George Lucas and Lucasfilm. Um, from Theory Eleven, I will show you two of them now. Star Wars playing cards. Oh yeah, this is the special edition. Uh, they, uh, what are they called? Um, special edition. Doggone oh, it! I have I have the blue. I have the blue and red decks. Uh, blue is light side. Red is dark side. Um, the then the the two that I just showed up showed are um, the silver special edition, light and dark. Uh, the light side is a silver, like a white silver box. Dark side is black with, and you know, all the print on the back of the cards is in silver. And these are amazing cards and so worth the price, guys. They really are. I I really, I really, really dig them. Uh, yeah. And then from Thomas Kincaid Studios, Obi-Wan's Final Battle. It's a print, which looks amazing. And if it's yeah. and if it's lit from the backside, it will it will glow. Oh, nice! Mm. I did see in Mando Mondays this week they actually have a couple of Mandalorian prints that they've done also. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the Mandalorian held poster by Trans Troy's International. So, uh, so yeah, <laughs> that's that. Oh, and then of course from Mando Monday, you can pre-order now on Amazon the Nerf replica Mandalorian Ambon sniper rifle. This is my favorite Nerf blaster I've ever seen. I think <laughs> this thing is oh my lord, four foot long. We said that's what they say. Yeah, yeah, fifty point two five inches long. Yeah. And it's you look at the image of it in the box that it comes in. That's just, that's just awesome. Yeah, and it's a bre- it's a breech load blaster, which I haven't seen breech load with Nerf in a long time. I don't think I've ever seen it done that way. Uh, it includes ten darts, which load one at a time in the pop up breech. To fire, pull back the priming handle, followed by the trigger. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is uh, and the cool thing. Be I've got enough Amazon points right now that it drops the price significantly. If I by the time this thing comes out, I may be able to actually get it for free. I just got to keep saving my points. <laughs> I, got, I got to check to see if I have any points. You, what, how is it? You earn points from your purchases if you have their um, either the the Amazon Visa or the Amazon uh, Store credit card. Oh, okay, yeah, I don't have those. Um, the, the easy one is my wife um, gets Kindle books, and we use the credit card to pay for the Kindle books. Ah. Now, this is slated to ship in 2021, and originally it did sell out, but it will, uh, it has been updated and stock replenished and new retailers added. Uh, I guess originally this was a uh, Entertainment Earth exclusive, and Entertainment Earth will start shipping July 2021. It's been added to Amazon and added to Best Buy and will ship in October 2021. So don't use PayPal to buy these. 
or PayPal card to buy these because PayPal is not going to hold it that long. So, um, but yeah, this, this stuff's amazing. It's, yeah. I mean, this, this thing, I mean, the, the stock with all the chips and nicks and everything else looks lifelike. It said it actually comes with blaster sound effects and a, a lighted LED um, scope. Yeah. Problem is because it's Nerf, because of federal laws, it's got that Nerf twist. It's a, like most Star Wars weapons recently, it is white with orange highlights around it. Just so you don't get confused of holding an actual gun and get shot by the police or the new new republic. That it's just the tips of the forks, so it looks like it's well, it's weathered in there. Yeah, it's not just like an orange cap sitting on it, right? And did you see the actual darts that come with this? Are silver darts that look like um, look like the shots that he puts in it? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I would love to get a bunch of those darts if possible. So, uh, any final thoughts? Uh, I have one final thought here. I just saw this. This is funny. Um, so there was a there's a quote from Giancarlo Esposito, um, who, of course, we know plays Moff Gideon. And he said uh, he was saying that he's got four daughters and they love watching The Mandalorian. They love Baby Yoda. Um, so after this past episode, he said he got two texts from he got a text from two of his daughters and phone calls from his other two daughters. And they were saying, you better not hurt that baby. Please don't hurt the baby. <laughs> and his response, his response to his daughters was, I am going to squash that little big-eared bastard. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's funny. I love him. He's awesome. Yeah. Um, I just sent you guys a picture on our text group, though. Um, you can see the Cassie, my dog, is standing beside uh, the Grogu. Oh, yeah. Costco. Now, um, we've seen the Squishmallows Grogu figure, and it's like a 12-inch. Costco has the – it's like 18 or 24-inch tall Yeah, Grogu pillow for 20 bucks. Uh, uh, Mattel released one through Target that is almost three foot tall. Is that uh, the actual child or – it's is the, it just a, just a plush child? It's, a, it's like a pillow plush Grogu, and it comes with a frog. Okay. Well, this mm. one here, I couldn't believe how soft it is. Oh, yeah. Zoe's got the one that came from Target, the smaller one, and that thing's really yeah. soft. Well, this one's like the, ju- the jumbo size. I yeah. couldn't believe it's 20 bucks at Costco. Yeah. So well, if you guys want the giant Grogu pillow, that's where you go. Oh, yeah. Well, guys, I think that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Um See what next week brings. And uh, working on, I think we're going to do a roundtable leading up into what do we expect for the final episode and wrap up the cool. season and kind of wrap up the season. Because uh, I got, I know we got Jimbo from uh, New England Society of Geeks, the Falcons Lounge coming on, Steven from Roco Depot's coming on, and I'm working on one or two more people. So nice. see what we can get. Uh, so on that note, if there's no other final comments, I'm just going to say, guys, I'll see y'all on the flip side. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jet, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2. The Emperor will show you the true nature of the Force. 
Hi, I'm Joe Heath. I'm Tony Heath. And we host the Watchathon of Rassilon. A podcast where we watch every episode of Doctor Who and then talk to you about it. It's like an idiot's guide to Doctor Who. And we're the idiots. The Watchathon of Rassilon, a Doctor Who podcast made by idiots. And a proud member of the ESO Network. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This has been a Weeby Geeks production.